Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Praise God. Everybody doing good tonight? Good to have you here. Thank you, Lord. If you're new with us to a Wednesday night believers meeting, we're glad you're here too. And uh, this is just a free flow. We just kind of, we come prepared and uh, prepared by being full of the Spirit and prayed up. And then we just come and worship, listen to the Lord, do whatever He says. And uh, sometimes we know ahead of time, usually we don't, (laughs) uh, what's going to transpire in the service. Uh, But we know when we follow the Spirit of God, He does speak. You know, I saw uh, uh, one of these memes recently, and if it was you know, post it on social media, and if it was you, don't wave your hand, because I'm going to correct it, because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't remember where it came, but I, but it was one of these, uh, uh, you know, like a person asking God, saying, Lord, speak to me, and then out of the clouds, he was holding, their bi- holding the Bible to them, okay, now that's partially true, partially because definitely God's word is God speaking to us. I don't question that and deny that for a moment. And you can always go to his word. But what I, the only thing I don't like about that thought is if that's solely what we view as my relationship with God is my relationship to the, to the Bible. No, no. My relationship with God is my relationship with God. And if you have a relationship with someone, you communicate. All right. Not only, not only what he has said, and good. And again, we hold that in high esteem, and we submit everything else to that. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will speak to you today. He will speak to you now. God's still talking. Amen. I don't mean we're adding pages to the Bible. All right. Got to. Often I'm misunderstood, so I try to cover all bases. No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say this. I'm just saying this, but, but, but the Spirit of God will speak to you uh, a lot. Amen. If you want to know more, pray more. <laughs> Listen to him more because he has something to say. Amen, amen. If you have your Bible coming out from the sky, <laughs> uh, or you got it on your phone or whatever, uh, find the book of 1 Corinthians, we'll call that 1 Corinthians 11, that's in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and let me say a few things about about this, Um, Paul, the apostle who wrote the book of 1 Corinthians to the church, the believers who were who lived in Corinth, Corinth. All right, that's what this book is. He dealt with quite a few subjects. Some of it was Q and A. They asked him questions. He gave them answers. Some of it was him just getting on their case, saying, "You guys are really messing it up," because they were. They had some good things going, but they had a whole bunch of carnality and, and flakiness going on in their church. Unlike, of course, you know. Our church. Uh, no, I mean, we're not doing it. It's not like that, but no doubt we have issues to, uh, to deal with as well. 
but he wrote them a letter. Um, and uh, one of the things he was addressing, one of the things he was talking about, was what was called the Lord's Supper or communion um, and how they were handling that, you know, that, that event which was initiated by the Lord right before, you know, the night he was betrayed. And, uh, and it's a part of the believer's lives today. And, and, but they were messing it up big time, okay? How many know sometimes you can start off with something good, but then it, it kind of uh, trails from there, trails off, and flesh gets mixed in, carnality and selfishness, and, and people lose the point. And you can easily take something that at one point is very extremely powerful and just turn it into a religious practice where it doesn't produce what the Lord intended. And so when they were receiving this, uh, the elements, um, Paul came and corrected them and said, this is what I hear is going on when you guys receive the Lord's Supper. He said, but this is the way the Lord gave it to me. He didn't give it to me the way you guys are doing it. He said, I received this from the Lord. Uh, and then he restated and said, this is what it means. This is what it's, what's supposed to happen. You guys aren't getting that. Because what, that, what was happening with them is basically it turned into uh, feasting. They're just over it. Some of them are overindulging. They're eating too much, drinking. And other people are coming. They don't have the food. They're going hungry. And it's, it's total division. And it's, you know schism in the body and it's it basically it's a severe lack of love all right they're not treating each other right and and this is supposed to be about the lord okay in other words the lord's the lord's body was split so your so your body wouldn't be split meaning the body all right but they were split they were divided uh, when jesus was already divided right so they could be one so they could be whole so they could be the body of christ and, uh, and so he gave instructions and so forth and talked about the bread and the, and the cup and how they represented the body and the blood of the Lord. And, uh, and you know, he, he said in verse 26, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And, uh, and so that, that's what it was supposed to be. And he gave him some further instructions there, but let, let me uh, let me pick up and read a couple verses here, beginning in twenty-seven, First Corinthians, Corinthians eleven twenty-seven. He writes, therefore, in other words, because of the way you've been messing it up, and because of the way the Lord gave it to me, and this is what He gave to me. He said, therefore, because of this, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So all of a sudden, this takes on a real serious connotation to it. He's saying, you guys are doing it wrong, very carnal, very selfish, very inconsiderate of people around you. He said, this is what the Lord intended. This is what He meant. So now when you do this, I want you to consider this, uh, that if you do this in an unworthy way, an unworthy manner, ah, you're going to be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. He's saying this is a serious, this is a serious thing, and you shouldn't forget that. All right, I think we should also have a when we talk about communion, which we're going to do probably, you know, we we are in a little bit. Uh, when we consider these things, it also ought to be something big time with us. 
Its intention is to cause remembrance of what Jesus already did, but it should be a holy moment, all right? Not, not like what they were doing. It wasn't holy with them. They're getting drunk. They're eating, you know, while someone else doesn't have any food, and he gets on them and says, don't you have a house? Can't you eat before church? Before you get together, can't you eat? Now come here. Get your focus on remembering Jesus. Huh? And so bring a holiness. Kind of, you know, like the scripture talks about in the Old Testament, uh, that how the tithe is a holy thing. He, he said, he told them to keep the tithe holy. In other words, you can take what God intended to be a holy thing and you can trivialize it. You can like, oh, you know, go on your way, or gorge yourself, or whatever, and take a spiritual holy thing, treat it light, and he said, listen, this is a big deal, because you could be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord if you don't take this in a serious way, if you do it in an unworthy way. Amen. Now, I know this verse has been you know, dissected by many, many people, many times, and people have tried to make it mean a whole bunch of things. I know that when I approach the Lord and communion, it is not um, implying that I have to have a perfect lifestyle in order to receive communion. Because how many know we're all just disqualified and like, I'm not even going to risk this. I'm not taking it. <laughs> you know. You, that, that can't be what he's talking about. An unworthy, uh, oh, you're not perfectly holy, so you're going to about to be damned here. No, you know, drinking damnation to yourself. Let, let, let's go on and read. He said in verse 28, but let a man, that, or a woman, let a man examine somebody else. <laughs> no, oh, we, we're not supposed to examine each other. Let's see if you're doing this the right way. What is in your heart when you're receiving communion? No. He said, let a man examine himself, and, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So this would be an important thing to do. He said, when you're doing this, again, I'm, I'm restating, you guys were doing it wrong. This is how you do it right. You had the wrong focus, but this is what the Lord gave me. He said, you're supposed to remember him. So you examine yourself. What am I examining myself in? Am I having a proper view of the body and blood of the Lord? Am, am I having a proper view of the body of Christ? If I understand the body of Christ split, broken, beaten, opened up for me, then I understand this. I understand the body. And if I understand the body, that his body was split, broken for you, for me, that we are one, we are in the family, I, I can't treat you with disrespect or I'm treating the Lord that way. I'm, I'm trivializing what he did to purchase you for his own family. Yeah, and that's what they were doing. They weren't treating each other right. Okay? Uh, so, so he said, examine him yourself. Let a man examine himself and, and then eat. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner. So we got that language again. Unworthy manner. You're doing it the right way or the wrong way. He said, Ink eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So if we don't discern and recognize the Lord's body and treat it with the respect that it deserves, what happens? He says we eat and drink 
judgment to ourselves. That's not a good thing. Uh, I lost my place. Verse 30. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Many, not just a few. Why do so many people get, get sick? Why do so many people die early? You know, sleep among you. Sleep is a phrase that means they die prematurely. Uh, why, why does this happen? Uh, why are so many people weak? Why are so many people sick? Well, right here, it, it says that this is the reason. This is the reason. They're not handling the body of Christ correctly. And you don't handle the body. What do you mean the body of Christ? Do you mean communion? Yes. Or, or do you mean like the body? Like us? Yes. Or do you mean like Jesus on the cross? Exactly. The body. That's what it is. And we're not handling these holy things of God. You know that this is a holy thing we're involved in. What do I mean? I'm not talking about communion. I'm talking about being saved. Being in the family of God. God taking you from being lost to found. From, from dead to alive. Is a holy thing. This is, this is the deal that God is doing in the earth today. I know in the world there's a gazillion things to talk about. You can turn on a news channel and someone is bloviating about something 24-7. Aren't they? Everyone, and they hire someone else to have an opinion. And then they hire someone else to have an opposite opinion. And then they all talk over each other. Right? And they're talking about everything under the sun. You know? And, and, but this is what God's doing. He is building, the Lord Jesus is building His church. If you're already in the church that the Lord Jesus is building, you're a part of God's amazing plan. And this is a holy thing that we are a part of. Yep. So for this reason, a lot of people are weak. They're not getting this. They don't get what a big deal this is. They don't get what a huge thing this is. A lot of people are weak. A lot of people are sick. Many people are dying young. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would do what? Judge each other. <laughs> if we would judge ourselves, we would not be Judged. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. How can I avoid judged? By judging myself. Should we judge ourselves? Is that a wise directive for any for any person? Judge yourself. Now, I mean, that's not, that doesn't mean condemn yourself, beat yourself over the head, huh? You know, because the devil's good enough at doing that. <laughs> wants to clobber you, make you feel like a nothing, good for nothing, low, you know, low life, waste of the air. And so don't help him out. Right? Don't contribute to self-condemnation, but do judge yourself. What do we mean? We make accurate, honest assessments of where we are. Okay? Now, if you want to start from the beginning, where, how, how can I judge myself as my standing with God? Well, I judge myself in Christ as being righteous. I don't think that's exactly what he's primarily referring to there, but that is a part of our self-judgment. 
All right? I have believed on the Lord. I have received my salvation. I have been made a new creation in Christ. I'm washed and cleansed, holy in His sight. Huh? That's an accurate judgment of my, my standing with God. But because He's dealing with their specific behavior and their funkiness, I think that's what He's referring to. Huh? When He says, judge yourself, that's in a context of, you guys are doing it wrong. Here's how you do it right. Judge yourself whether you're where your heart is. Judge yourself whether you're approaching this. Do you see the holy nature of the body of Christ? Do you recognize what He has done for you? When you judge yourself in that regard, all of a sudden you can take what God intended to be your salvation, to be your healing, to be your preservation, to be, to, to be your, your, your um, protection in life. You can, you can benefit from what He ca- gave us to be of help. Instead of what they're doing, they're taking God's help and it's, it's causing problems in their life. Amazing. God gives something amazing to help them and they're getting sick and weak and dying early because they're mishandling something so holy. Wow. That's better than I thought. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So again, I, I want to stay out of an extreme here. I don't want to be sin conscious. You know what I mean? Hebrews, read Hebrews. Whole book if you want. We're to be righteous conscious, not sin conscious. But have you ever figured this out? When you're going the wrong way, or you're tre- if you're treating someone um, improperly, if you're treating someone wrong outside, you're not treating them as Christ, uh, you know it. So it's not like you're trying to be mindful of sin, but you know it, it's wrong, you know it's wrong. Believers know these things. Why? When, you, when your spirit is made righteous and you go the wrong direction, it tweaks you. It is condemnation. It's not coming from God, but the Scripture says your own heart will condemn you. And so what, what do we do with that? Well, it's vital that we do the right thing with it. We don't want to stay in condemnation, but we don't want to, oh, that's not really there. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. No, he said, make a self, do a self-assessment. Judge yourself. What does that mean? I'm acknowledging. You know, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be treating him that way. I shouldn't have spoken to this person that way. I shouldn't be holding this grudge. I shouldn't be, in their case, despising my brothers and sisters in Christ by making a mockery of this holy event. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be feasting while someone else is, is you know, starving. I, I, should, I shouldn't be doing He's saying you've you got to acknowledge that. Don't do it that way. And if you'll turn that around, what God intended to be healing for you will be. What He intended to be refreshing and and a remembrance of our deliverance at the cross. It will be that for you. And it will play out in your lives. But if you don't deal with yourself properly and approach this in the right way, what happens? It 
you get the opposite. Not, not God's will, not God's intention, not God's doing, but you get the opposite. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you struggle physically. That seems to be one of the, the biggest issues there. You start struggling physically. You have, you have problems. You know, there's a lot of times we do healing meetings. We did one last week, last week, I think. We, we lay hands on people and see a lot of instantaneous uh, healings and, and, and so forth. And, 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 and some are healed as they go and so forth. Uh, uh, but um, these are one of those things that you, I don't know, it's not always, doesn't seem to be the best time to teach that in one of those meetings. But I'm interested not only in, in being healed, I'm interested in staying healed. Huh. I'm interested in helping individuals not only to receive the anointing through the laying on of hands, and thank God for that, uh, receive it, but I want them to be able to walk that out huh, and receive it day in and day out. And you have to learn how to walk by faith. But you'll notice in the Scripture that there is, there's one primary thing. Man, this is a whole message by itself if I go there here, but it's, it's really contextual. Uh, there's one primary thing that believers are required to do. And I know, and I'm not saying, listen, I'm talking believers. So you're all, if talking to a person who's already in Christ. So our salvation is good. I'm not talking about heaven and hell per se. But still, we were given one directive. Not 600 like the Old Testament. One. You all know what it is. It is called Love. I mean, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, right? And that's exactly what you'll see as the theme. It's said in many different ways throughout the New Testament, but if you boil it all back down, you could say, well, that's basically love there again. And, it, and we're given one thing. You ever seen those, those funny stories and someone, you know, builds a staircase or something and the railing goes the opposite way? You know, and it says that something like at the bottom, you had one job. <laughs> one job. And they messed it up. <laughs> Couldn't get one thing right. Uh, huh. We've been given one job. <laughs> I mean, one command, right? We're not, thank God we're not under the, under the law of the Old Testament. But we are followers of Christ. What's the one thing? Is you treat people right. <laughs> It's the love of God. It's forgiveness. It's love. It's treating people correctly. And violating that in the midst of communion, in the midst of life, what does it do? It is, an, it is a lack of discernment of the body and blood of the Lord. That's another way to say it. If I don't treat you right, I'm not discerning his body. I'm not discerning the holy fact that you are a part of him. And for me to treat you with anything less than absolute respect and love and courtesy and all these things is a violation of my one job. Huh? And when I violate that, that opens up the door for junk. But if I get it right, man, I, I live, my life is open free for God's blessings to flow continually. Yeah. Amen. Let a man examine himself. How's your love life? 
Look over at First John chapter 4. Isn't that a song or something? Or a commercial? First John chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us tonight. Thank you for helping us. Verse 7. Beloved, or beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Someone say, is that of God? Well, love is of God. I want to be led by the Spirit. Me too. Be led by love. Huh? Because He's never going to lead you to do something outside of love. Well, I think the Lord might be leading me to do this. Well, well, how's that going to affect the people around you? Is that going to hurt someone else if you do that? Well, I just really feel like this was the Lord. Well, it wasn't the Lord if it's going to hurt someone else. Was it respectful? Was it courteous? Is it, you know what I'm talking about? And this is our one job, remember? (laughs) Watch out, watch your decisions in business, in life, and you know, all kinds of stuff. How's that going to affect people around me? Well, maybe you could put it off. Maybe you could wait a little bit. Maybe you shouldn't do it at all. Maybe it's not really, maybe that's a good way to judge whether something's of God. A lot of times we find, oh, that couldn't be God because that's not the, that's not the spirit of love. Would I want them to do that to me? If we, if we flipped roles. Would I want them to do what I'm about to do? Would that put me, would that cost me some money or, you know, or put me in, 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 in hardship? Okay, I'm going to flip that back around. Watch, you get, you get this set and you get back in the love of God and the blessings of God flow unhindered to you. Love is of God. That's a good sentence right there. You could think about that all day and not be any worse off for it. And everyone who loves is born of God. Yeah, now this is a God kind of love. It's not this funky world kind of love. Oh, that's selfish, human love. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Wow, that's powerful. For God is love. Let love lead you. Let love be the decision maker for you. Amen. A lot of people will start treating others differently. Hmm. Financially, someone else is going to be hurt because of what you do. What would love do? So you have to make God bigger than what you can see. You have to make God's blessings in your life uh, more prominent than what you can see temporarily. I'm going to get this or I'm going to lose this if I give this up. No, God is bigger than that. God is way bigger and He's able to get things to you. He's able to get things in your hands. He's able to open doors that you didn't even know existed. Amen. He's able to move things around and uh, shift things so easy. He's got connections. And He sets things up. He sets them up for his people who honor him by honoring people around them. 
Believe that. Well, this is my one opportunity. I have to take it. Your one opportunity. How small. How small thinking. This is the only chance God has to, to bless you, to get something to you. Man, he has a thousand ways he can do it. Probably 999 we've just never thought of. Yeah, he could have someone call you tomorrow and provide that and open something up for you. You would never be able to make it happen. You don't even know, don't even know it. it exists. So trust him. Stop pressuring people. When you pressure people, you're not in faith. Hallelujah. Stop asking people to meet all your needs. I'm being kind of direct now, aren't I? Is that, am I being nice? I want to do this in love. <laughs> you know that's my heart. I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't benefit from, I'm not trying to knock anyone down. Not in the slightest, you know. But if you walk in the love of God, you'll find things will work for you. You will. Take the pressure off people. Stop manipulating and all this kind of stuff. Marriages, people do that in marriage. You know, they manipulate each other. Anyway, God is love. <laughs> look at look at uh, First Peter. That's real close. First Peter chapter three. Oh, we need to hurry up here. We got to receive communion. No, we're not really in a hurry, I guess. Let me give you this. Let me give you this one. You see how this all fits together. First Peter chapter three. Well, there's that marriage thing. <laughs> Verse seven. We'll just deal with the husband side because it makes the point. First Peter three seven husbands dwell with them, with your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Stop right there. If we could summarize that all that, what what word what one word could you think of? Love. Love would include the honor. Love would include the understanding, right? He goes on to say that your prayers may not be hindered. In other words, there's a possibility of someone's prayers being hindered. How, what, what hinders that? A person's dealings with their spouse, specifically a husband to their wife. But you see the principle, it works beyond just that exclusive relationship. Okay, you're not treating someone with honor and respect. It messes up your prayer life. Man, I've been praying. I've been believing God. I've been standing on his word. Good for you. Faith, according to Galatians, works by love. Amen. And so when I'll have my love life in the proper place, my faith will be unhindered. My prayers will be unhindered. And I'll have a flow of God's best in my life. Amen. So tonight, ushers, come down and begin to pass out the communion elements. While we're doing so, uh, while we're doing this, let a, a person examine themselves.
Amen. God does things on credit. Even if there's, you know, interpersonal relationships that need to be handled differently going forward. And even if people recognize, you know, I'm not honoring the body of Christ. I'm not treating it as holy. I'm not, uh, I'm not seeing this for what it is. You know, you can deal with that right in your heart with the Lord, right in your seat. So why would I do that? I tell you, healing will flow right into your life when you do. Blessings from heaven will go. All of a sudden, that prayer you prayed, you've been standing on His Word, and you'll see, now it comes to pass. Now those desires are fulfilled. Now there's an answer. Now there's a directive. Amen. And so deal with that. Go ahead and play some keyboard or something back there. Amen. Father, thank you today for dealing with our hearts so that we can judge ourselves, so that we can deal with how, how, how we've been doing it, dealing with others, treating the body of Christ correctly, incorrect. We've been doing it right or wrong, but Lord, we want to honor you, especially in this time of remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross. We want to treat this with utmost holiness and respect. Father, we want to benefit from all that you have provided, all that Jesus did for us. We believe and we receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The scripture. This the scripture says the entrance of his words, of his word brings light. I perceive. I perceive there's some situations that are just blatantly full of darkness. It's not of God. It's hard. It's difficult. It's confusing. It's oppressing. It's full of darkness. I prophesied earlier it was the Lord. And He's bringing it back to me again. His Word brings light and will dispel that darkness. Some of that word is enabling a person to deal rightly with what we're doing now. It's that judging of oneself, saying, ooh, ooh, okay, I see that, Lord. You're helping me to get straight. You're helping me to do this right. And when you do, you'll walk in the light. And when you do, and when we receive this communion now in a second, that darkness will will break off of your life. That darkness, that cloud, like a dark cloud, not a glory cloud, dark cloud, it'll be broken off of your life. Huh, you'll, you'll laugh. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so good. It'll be so good. Joy will come up in your heart. You'll laugh. You'll know, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I have victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name.
thank you Lord Father we acknowledge your word the entrance of your word brings light Lord we value and honor the body of the Lord Jesus tonight the body and the blood take this bread before you as I read from that same passage, the verses I skipped over before, verse 23, For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we take it, now hold the bread. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the body of Jesus was broken for us. And now we are the body of Christ made whole. Thank you for healing. Thank you for restoration. No weakness, no premature death, and no sickness in our bodies. We discern properly and rightly the body of Christ. We receive this by faith in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing tonight. Healing, for we are right with you. also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me let's remember the Lord let's remember Jesus on the cross his shed blood for the remission of our sins we thank you father thank you for Jesus Lord Jesus you're so precious you're our Savior our Redeemer and our friend you're our master we serve you, our Lord, forever. Thank you for dying. Thank you for shedding your blood for us so we can be washed clean and made free. Thank you, no more condemnation, but we live in the grace of God, free in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.